The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. of the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined uh, here by my buddy and co-host, Mr. Trey Hill. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Trey. We've been missing you uh, a couple a couple episodes this week, but uh, here, here to help me break down an excellent Bulls uh, win, you know, shorthanded against this OKC Thunder team that just tends to give us problems, but uh, pretty good win, huh, Trey? Yes, glad to be back on a win. Uh had some things pop up, so I wasn't able to make the last couple shows. But glad to be back on Neil Funk night, especially. And another slow start by the Bulls, but they were able to recover and come away with a victory. So all is well that ends well. Uh, Kaboom, uh, Neil Funk, man. It is uh, fantastic to hear that guy again. Um, let me just say, yeah, I, I don't want to – I want to say something about that because Neil Funk has been close to my heart for a long time. You know, when it comes to Bulls games – and I know I've told you know many stories about uh, my youth here, uh, listening to the Chicago Bulls and watching the Chicago Bulls. But um, I've also told you that you know I, I didn't have cable growing up, so a lot of those Bulls games weren't possible to uh, you know I couldn't watch them, and I had to resort to radio. So Neil Funk is is one of the voices of my childhood, man. Um, you know between the Cubs announcers uh, and the Bulls radio announcers, those are, that's a lot of my childhood memories uh, growing up with sports is listening to those guys while I'm, you know, out, out doing something or, or in bed at night. Uh, ESPN 1000 would play the uh, the White Sox and the Bulls games. So I got to listen to both of those, actually. Uh, more of a Cubs fan, but I, hey, man, I, I like both teams. I love Chicago teams, so it doesn't matter. So um, Neil Funk, yeah, close to my heart. And just hearing him announce the second quarter today, I was all smiles, man. I had my kid in my lap. Um, and obviously, you know, he's, he's still too young to really understand any of this, but uh, it just it, it just brings you back. And I know Adam Amin kind of teared up at the beginning and said, I'm just a, a kid sitting here right now. I felt the same way, man. I just, it just takes you back to being a kid and hearing those calls. Uh, they had the Jordan calls, obviously, and stuff. Um, but, yeah, tell me tell me your Neil Funk stories, man. Uh, how did you feel about about Mr. Uh, Mr. Funk being back? I mean, I don't have any specific stories. Like, I don't have any any specific call other than the Jordan calls that just really come to mind when I think about them. But I just hearing his voice again, it was like it was it was like traveling back in time is really what it was like. I I had the I had the game turned down a little bit and I was kind of half I wasn't watching a show with the wife, but I, I could hear it. I was, you know, in the room with her kind of vicinity 
And as soon as I realized that Neil Funk was getting ready to come on for the second quarter, I, I just looked at her and I said, I'm leaving you. And I, <laughs> I ran off to be in the office to sit alone so I could just sit down, turn this thing up all the way and just travel back in time. It was it was so nice to hear. I loved hear, hearing how happy he was coming back there at the end. Him and Stacy, you know, kind of when they said goodbye, he, he talked about how happy he was to be back doing it. And I I messaged you like right after that. I I wish he would just come back like once a month and just, you know, do a quarter or even come on and do a three-man booth. Just if he likes being around and he's if he happens to be at the game, pop down and say hello because we do miss you. And it was it was so great to hear from him again. Yeah, uh, just a, a living legend. And uh, I know if you guys haven't checked it out, yeah, I know the Bulls released about about a 20-minute um, video just interviewing people that, you know, had worked closely with Neil throughout his career. Uh, and and you know, I'll be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm 35, and I didn't realize how long that guy's career was. I mean, he was announcing Dr. J games. Like, he was uh, – he's been around for a very long time. He's been with several different very just high-quality organizations, and um, just an impressive guy, impressive career. Uh, just seems like a nice guy, everybody that, that comes in contact with him. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm just tearing up now thinking about it, but just uh, seeing all the fans uh, in, in the stadium – giving him hugs uh and he's just like totally open to it and like doesn't you know even care uh just there for the fans and just so happy to be involved in everything and he, he was just so um hearing them talk about how modest he was uh and just you know never it was nothing was ever a big deal you know he was around jordan he was around dr j he was around all these huge stars and uh it was never like it never got to his head and he's just such a down-to-earth guy so uh, yeah, incredible stuff, man. I'm I'm so happy that Neil Funk was there. I'm happy that the Bulls pull out this win on Neil Funk night, of course, but first and foremost and above, above all else. But um, it was pretty touch and go there for for a little bit. Trey uh, didn't start necessarily the best. The uh, OKC Thunder really jumped out to a big lead at the beginning there. Um, Lou Dort, there was a point. There was a yeah. point in the game where the Thunder had literally twice as many shots, more than twice as many shots as the Bulls. The The Bulls had six field goal attempts and the Thunder had 14. That That's just not something that's that leads to success. Yeah, and Lou Dort, you know, dropped 31 on us. Um, I, I don't know why. This guy just seems to have big games against us. Uh, he's got big games against other people, too. He, he's a pretty good player. I wonder if he ever ends up on another team because I just don't think he's going to hit his full ceiling potential. Uh, on the OKC Thunder right now. I think they're looking for something else, but uh, he's just a very, very solid player. He's, his three-point shots come a long way, so uh, good to see him thriving. Um, also, uh, obviously, Josh Giddy had his, I believe, second career triple-double tonight, so they played well. They played very well against these Bulls. Um, they only shot 38% from the floor. Am I reading this right? It seemed like they shot so much better. They didn't shoot very well in the second half. They jumped out to a big lead tray, and then the second half, the Bulls really kind of took care of business and, and really clamped down on defense, I felt like, uh, in, in in spots. It was good to see Derek Jones Jr. back out there, right? Uh, obviously, he's playing through injury, didn't look entirely like himself. Um, banged up his hand again today, just playing he, he through. He was everything. hurting. Yeah. Yeah, He you could tell he was hurting, but... You see Zach come back and play whenever his back's hurting. You see Derek Jones Jr. come back as soon as he can get in. You see Javante Green come, you know, coming back. Well, it's still lingering. You know, he has to have a minutes restriction. We watched DeMar DeRozan carry this team night in and night out. Vucevic is always the big man load. Watching these guys just kind of come together. This team, I love watching. Like they're they're just all in it together. They're all doing their best to keep the ship afloat. 
and just kind of get to the playoffs. And Derek Jones Jr. is just, he was just kind of the epitome of the Bulls tonight. Just you could tell how bad it hurt. And that that lob Io threw to him that you know obviously didn't get finished. But I, I literally just laughed out loud at what in the world are you thinking throwing like, because even if he finishes that like you're you're gonna break his finger again. But yeah. it was great to see him back out there. I thought he I thought he gave a really good minutes and. Mm-hmm. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I know we I know we wanted to add another big at the trade deadline, but I I still like his potential, especially once he's back healthy and is able to to really con- protect the rim with both hands. I really think he he can play the small ball five. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's going to be matchup dependent. I think there are some teams where that's not going to be the best uh, option, obviously. Um, the OKC Thunder are pretty darn weak on the interior. They've got Isaiah Roby and. I'm even trying to think. I'm blanking on other big men that are there. I know Pokashevsky's there. He's not really a big. Um, who else plays big for them? Ba- Basley's there, but he's more. Uh, yeah, he he's more of a face-up guy. You know, he he doesn't have a lot of post moves whatsoever. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's just not a lot of big bodies there. Um, they they're very weak on the center, and the centers have been killing all all year. I know it because I play. Uh, DFS obviously and we target them but speaking of DFS guys and all that please go take a moment to follow at ethos fantasy BK on Twitter it's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed it's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too again that's at ethos fantasy BK on Twitter go follow it now and as we're talking here I'm uh, I'm hitting my 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 bets here and uh, winning 50 bucks on thrive fantasy so let me go ahead and give them a shout out thrive fantasy is our uh, daily fantasy partner here at sports ethos so go prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest teams playing every night. Score points when your props hit and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money and check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that's code. That code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Uh, just telling Trey before we hopped on here, I got I got two twenty five dollar uh, free t- tickets to tomorrow's uh, Super Bowl contest for Thrive Fantasy where you can win twenty thousand dollars. So go hop on that. It's a really good deal. Uh, but yeah, Trey. Uh, just uh, as I was saying, the, the OKC Thunder are a team that I like to target with the center position, and we saw what Vooch did to them tonight. Um, just a manimal down there, man. I love – I mean, we've been talking about Vooch now for the last, I don't know, four or five games about having – you know, playing well over the last 15 games or so. 
And uh, now it's it's a sizable sample size. It's not, you know, there's no fluke here. Uh, he's playing like the Nikola Vucevic of, of old. I don't know if he's adjusted to his role better. I don't know if he's just, he just looks more more springy out there to me. He looks like he's more engaged um, physically. Like he, like he's just like, he was dunking those couple of dunks that he had tonight. They were just powerful dunks. You weren't seeing that early in the season, right? You weren't. And I really give Io a lot of credit. Stacey King brought up on the broadcast, the chemistry that they have. I think he mentioned that five or six of Io's nine assists ended up going to Vooch. And those two dunks, both of those dunks came from Io passes that just kind of, they set Vooch up to, to have that momentum to just kind of carry in right into those dunks. So Vucevic, he really carried the Bulls, I felt like, the first three quarters. He let DeMar kind of, you know, just kind of flow in the offense and get his points. And then down the stretch, it was the the DeMar DeRozan show. But DeMar was fresh because Vucevic was able to kind of be the focal point because the Thunder were so weak on the inside. He was really just able to dominate, even though he was 0 of 4 from three-point land, like even not 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 knocking down any three-point shots, he had 31 points. Yeah, when was the last just, time do you think he had a thirty-point game without making without a thirty-point shot? Oh gosh, I don't know. Do you have that that handy? Because uh, I, I would. I, I don't. So you go on a spiel. I'll see if I can find it. You talk about. I was gonna say no, yeah. and Io. I will. I will. Yeah, Io. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit on Io in a minute here. But he, let me give you a guess here uh, before you go looking. I'm gonna say it happened in Orlando at some point. I, I don't think. I think he probably did it in Orlando, but I don't think he's done it with the Bulls. I want to say it's definitely in Orlando. I want to say maybe. Maybe his second his second to last season in Orlando. That's my official guess. Uh, but no, Ayo Desumu tonight. Triple-double alert, man. He was on triple-double alert with like, I don't know, three or four minutes left in the game. I, was, I hoped he got it. He got uh, he ended up with nine assists, I believe it was, and eight rebounds. So uh, very, very close to getting that triple-double. Obviously, uh, triple-double is kind of an arbitrary number. He played well. It doesn't matter if he got the triple-double or not. Um, I would say he, he played just as well as Josh Giddy, even though Josh Giddy got that triple-double. Um, I thought Kobe uh, Kobe White, too. Uh, I think we need to hit on him also. His offense is just coming in super-duper clutch, uh, especially any time that Zach Levine is out. So, um, you know, again, I, I posited this question on Twitter a couple days ago, but, you know, how happy are we that we that we kept Kobe White through the deadline? I think now we can definitively say that he is filling a role for us that uh, I don't think anyone that we got back in a trade would have filled. Uh, so I'm happy we got Kobe White. But did you find that for us, Trey? Uh, I've checked the last two Bulls years. It hasn't happened since then. But you mentioned Kobe White. I have written down that he had two huge threes there at the end of, end yeah. of the game. Once uh, the last time the Thunder were able to take the lead, I think it was 89-91, maybe maybe 90-91, something like that. But Kobe was a it would have been 89 because Kobe was able to make the three point shot in the corner to take the lead from there. And then he had another one later. I think we had 101 points and it was a, maybe he was the one that got it to 104. But it was a late shot that he was able to knock down. So being able to hit those two huge threes whenever Demar. They, they kind of ramped up the pressure on DeMar, and he needed somebody to knock down an open shot. Kobe was able to do that, and I, I love his value. Uh, we I noticed against the Timberwolves, they threw McDaniels on him. He does seem, seem to struggle against longer guys, but as long as you can get him a comfortable shot, he, he's been great the last two months. 
And the other thing I love about Kobe tonight, five assists and only one turnover. Though I don't even care about the assists. He doesn't even need to dish the ball. I, I just need him to not turn the ball over and to score points. That's the two things I'm looking for from Kobe White. So one one turnover tonight, 16 points. That's it. I, I, I'll take that any day of the week for Kobe White. Um, absolutely, like I said, his offense, not only was it – it, the numbers themselves don't pop off the page to you, but the the it was timely. Each basket was timely, like you said, Trey. Uh, it came exactly when the Bulls needed it. It came when the the Bulls absolutely needed a bucket because you could feel when when it, you know the tide is shifting. And uh, Kobe White was kind of that run stopper. I felt I felt like he he did an excellent job. And I found it. It was mm-hmm. back when he played for Orlando, uh-huh. December twenty eighth. 2018. Oh, even ex- further back scored, than I thought. Said, than I said I he think, scored yeah. exactly 30 points against the Toronto Raptors. Orlando beat Toronto that night by 29 points. So Vucevic with 30 and 19 and 8 that night. Just total domination, also without a three pointer. So it's been but almost you, four years, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, you mentioned Kobe's assists. He, not only did he have the assists, I noticed a few times he was able to drive break down the defense and then dish out and then the ball rotate around to an open shot. So while he didn't get the assist, he was the guy that broke down the defense and it was his playmaking ability after that to get the ball out there and to have them swing it that led to the open shot. So he's really, I think, I think there's got to be a little bit of a weight off his shoulders after the trade deadlines passed and he's still here. So hopefully he can just keep on playing well. Um, Troy Brown Jr. They shouted yep. him out there at the end. He didn't have any points, but 0 for 9 from the field. And I know, and I, I saw people crapping on this guy, and uh, 0 for 9. That's rough, but yeah, good. But good. I mean, you're he's not a scorer. He's not. That's not what we ask him to do. And you're going to have rough nights. But to see him continue to play hard, continue to play good defense, continue to do other little things to help win. He was the guy who got the offensive rebound at the end of the game that, you know, let us be able to get those free throws there at the end and seal the game. I know he's the guy who's going to end up not getting minutes once everybody's back, but for him to be able to go out there and find ways to be productive without scoring points, even though he's like our 10th or 11th guy when everyone's healthy, I, I think that's really valuable. And He's pretty young, so hopefully he can continue to learn from these guys and maybe blossom in, blossom into something even better. I think he's an excellent, um, you know, like you said, end of the bench, uh, maybe maybe not even 10 or 11, maybe 11, 12, or even 13th guy, but uh, his versatility makes him pretty valuable because he can play point guard for you. Uh, he can play small forward. He can play a little power forward. And what I like from him tonight uh, like you said, 11 boards uh, tonight, and I loved the activity on the on the rebound. This is that's what the Bulls needed. They didn't have Javante Green tonight. Obviously, Derek Jones Jr. played. Uh, he played, I think, 23 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, about 23 minutes, and he snagged a couple rebounds and and scored a couple points. Uh, he actually fouled out. Wow, I didn't notice he fouled out, but uh, he fouled out. <laughs> um, but yeah, he wasn't 100. percent So uh, Troy Brown Jr. was the guy that filled that role tonight, and he can fill that role. Uh, he can be a. I know you say he doesn't score points, but he can be a shooter. He can put up buckets, uh, and he proved that in uh, Washington when when they didn't have Bradley Beal and they were kind of tanking a little bit. Uh, he got a lot of run there, and uh, he didn't score a whole whole lot of points, but he I want to say averaged double figures or close to double figures. So, um, you know, he can knock down some shots here and there. Uh, he's just kind of like a Swiss Army knife, 
But like you said, not a great Swiss Army knife. It's not somebody I'm looking to give. Um, he got 28 minutes tonight, 27 and a half minutes tonight. I'm not looking to give him that many minutes on a nightly basis. I'm looking more to give him maybe a, a 10 to 15 minute role or maybe an expanded role if people are missing. And if he is getting those 27 minutes, he's probably not somebody you're picking up on one of your fantasy sites. <laughs> no, no, he is not. Uh, although I will play him DFS because he's usually uh, uh, the rock bottom pricing. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan, let's move to DeMar DeRozan because he is just cooking, man. Uh, was it six straight games, I think, with 30 plus points? Almost got the a marvelous DeRozan, yeah. as my buddy Marcus loves to call, <laughs> loves to say. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, almost a 40 burger tonight. Uh, five assists, six rebounds. But man, just. I I don't know. I, he's scary, man. Scary. I don't know how other teams can even stop him because he just like uh, I think Stacy was saying and I in the broadcast. You know, he gets teams know where he's going. They know what he's trying to do. He does kind of the same like two or three things every every time. But you just can't stop it. There's nothing you can do to stop Demar Derozan from scoring the basketball. No, it is a very difficult task to to undergo. It's. Even when teams double him hard, they have to be one of, you know, the top 10 teams in the league defensively to really cause him a lot of issues. That's just how talented of a scorer he's become. And it's not even just foul, drawing fouls, which he's great at. He, he shot 16 free throws tonight. That's not by accident. But he's also just great at making tough shots. I don't remember the last time I had so much confidence in someone that took so many difficult shots. There's so many shots where guys, are, you, you just look like they're blanketed on him, and he still manages to, to knock it down. Super impressive. I thought the team around him did well, and I, I, I enjoyed how it wasn't just the DeMar show for the entire game. So we were able to really get that fresh DeMar at the end and he was able to, to seal it for us. Like the closer he's been. Um, I think all for all NBA first team for me right now, he's just been that he's been that good and that important for this team. Yeah. And you know, I think I've said before, he's going to be in the MVP voting. Um, I don't really think he's going to win MVP. I don't think he deserves MVP. I think uh, what Embiid is doing and what Jokic are doing is just absolutely incredible. But what he's doing is incredible too, Trey. I mean, uh, especially this last run of games here, he's gone on streaks of games where he scored close to 40 points on like six, seven, eight, nine, eight nights in a row, uh, games in a row, I should say. And uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. I think I pointed out in the, in the last episode I did uh, where I rode solo, but uh, you know, one of only four people in the league that's scoring at least 27 points per game, five uh, rebounds per game, and, and five assists per game. The other three are, are Giannis, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. That's pretty darn good company, man. <laughs> um, but the Bulls, Yeah, that's they, nothing to sneeze at there. That is nothing to sneeze at. But the Bulls, they, they get that big win. Uh, you know, I was hoping they would go, was it 4-0 here before the uh, uh, All-Star break here? Uh, three, no, I, I should say, in these next those next three games. You got the Spurs and the Kings coming up next. Uh, two very vulnerable games, Trey. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope we get Zach Levine back. He was out tonight with uh, something wrong with his knee. I don't know the exact specifics there. Uh, did you happen to see anything? No, I, I didn't know that him or Green were out until the starting lineups were announced. I was... I had to work late, and so I, I, I had the game on my phone, and I didn't – so because it was on my phone, I didn't have anything else pulled up, like Twitter or anything. So I didn't know they were out until the starting lineups. Yeah. I just assumed it was basically rest because I 
I saw him grab his back, it seemed like, a few times last game, especially after he had that one uh, dunk. So, I, to me, I just assumed it was rest. I didn't know it was anything with his knee. So, now I'm a so little it, more it, concerned. Okay, so I do see Rob Schaefer. This was four hours ago. Uh, Rob Schaefer on Twitter did, did tweet out. Donovan added that uh, Levine's back spasms are mostly under control, so that's good news. This is a product of the knee soreness he's been managing. So it's just the – we have heard of this before, uh, just kind of a general knee soreness, I guess. Um, and I think he had to miss some time with that before, but he's he's managing that that pain in his knee, which is a, not a good thing, obviously. We'll have to monitor that. I think the All-Star break is going to be good. I'm hoping he doesn't play a whole lot of minutes in that All-Star game. You know you know how I feel about the All-Star game, Trey. I really don't care about it. I, I, I hope DeMar DeRozan and Zach play for like maybe 10 minutes apiece and, and they guard each other at some point. That's like the epitome of what I'm hoping from the All-Star game. And, and I'll watch the highlights. I'm not going to watch the game. So uh, that's how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope he gets that rest. And I think he needs it here to just kind of get himself right. Um, good news on that those back spasms being under control, though, at least, right? Yeah, that is good news. You mentioned the Spurs and the Kings are coming up. I'm excited to get to watch those two teams since they were two of the more active teams at the trade deadline. Uh, we'll have two new looks from two new, from those two Western Conference teams. Nice three-game winning streak. It's uh, I know it's just the Hornets, Timberwolves, and Thunder, but it's nice to win the games you're supposed to win, especially when you have you know a quarter of your roster not playing. So for the Bulls to be able to continue to get these wins, I'd like to see them start out a little bit better. It seems like the last three three or four games, they've really struggled with turnovers early on, just kind of getting settled in. But other than that, I, I don't have a lot of complaints lately. Yeah, no, they're playing well, man. And uh, I was really mad, and, and I know I went on a little rant on my solo episode uh, maybe about a week ago at this point or so. Uh, I don't know. Time's a, time is just a construct at this point. I don't even know time anymore. I was up at 6 a.m. this morning. I'm, like, exhausted. But uh, – uh, but no, I, I I think they've been playing much better defense as of late in the last three games. I think is is what I was saying uh, last episode, last two games. So tonight they played pretty decent defense also. So the last three games, I feel like they've been playing uh, decently on the defensive side. It's just that, like the like little things that just piss me, tick me off. Excuse my language. Uh, when like they don't pick up people in transition, they don't stop the ball. Um, we're getting having miscommunication on rotations to the point where people are just getting back cut and and, and there's wide open layups and dunks at the rim. And, and there, there hasn't been a whole lot of that uh, in the last three games. Now that could be a fluke. That could just be a, a byproduct of who who we've been playing against. Um, so we'll have to, you know, it remains to be seen if we can keep it up. I want to see them keep up that effort though. But I feel like. If I'm just going by eye test tray, there's been more effort on that defensive side of the ball, and it's been better communication, better rotations, um, just better decision-making. Yeah, they've definitely been more active. It, it helps when you're not playing against the Suns and the 76ers, which are the last two teams we lost to. But the defense has been better. Io got burned on a backdoor cut by Giddy early on, and I didn't see him get burned again the rest of the game. And it the, it was probably in the first four minutes. So mm-hmm. I, Io seemed really checked in. I, I'm sure he had you know Giddy on in his sights, considering he <laughs> has a chip on his shoulder for everyone drafted ahead of him. So great win by the Bulls. Excited to get to the all-star break, get, get some rest for these guys and, and get some guys back and, and just get healthy because I just want to see this team with like 
the guys it's supposed to have because we we don't yeah. have Lonzo, we don't have Patrick Williams, we don't have Caruso, we didn't have Zach tonight, we didn't have Javante. Like it, there's just so many players that are gone, and it's it'll be nice to get to see them all play together fine again finally. Um, you were saying Derek Jones Jr. because uh, we were all expecting him to be out. I think six to eight weeks was the timetable we were given. Uh, he was only out for like what three weeks or so, three and a half weeks. And you were saying it's because he was able to wear that splint on his hand and, and play with it. That's why he was able to come back faster. I thought that's what I saw somewhere on mm-hmm. Twitter. I wasn't able – I didn't go back and look afterwards. But I thought – yeah, I thought I saw he was able to wear a splint on it mm-hmm. to kind of stabilize it. So he was able to come back and basically just kind of play through the pain. Mm-hmm. So – Well, he's – I think nice. – yeah, I think you made a good point, though, that he's, he's actually – because the Bulls need help, and he's seen that, and – that's a good news. That's good. That's a good uh, a good look and a good thing for the organization when someone's willing to play through pain, literal pain. Like they don't have to. No one's asking them to. They're saying, "Hey, I want to play because I think what we have is a special, and, and you know, I want to help us get wins because we need these wins right now. And we're we're down bodies, so uh, that makes me like Derek Jones Jr. a lot a lot more, <laughs> obviously. Uh, and and it, and it just reflects well on the team, man, because it feels like uh, you you made this point, but I'm just going to reiterate it, Trey. Uh, it just feels like uh, the Bulls themselves, the players on the team, feel like there's something special going on here, right? They do. And to tie this into the trade deadline, I saw Casey Johnson reported that the Bulls front office, they are willing to go into the luxury tax if they think this for, you know, for a contender, but they're mm-hmm. willing to go into the luxury tax. And Derek Jones Jr., he's going to be a free agent this year. He's making $9.7 million right now. But to see him, you know, he could sit on the bench and get that finger completely healed, and no one's going to think less of him. But to have him come out in a contract year and still play with it, part of me thinks, oh, maybe he's doing that for the contract year. But to me, I'm going to look at it on the optimist point of view. This guy's willing to go out there and risk, you know, breaking it again and having to sit out, or, you know, not putting up good numbers and looking subpar because he's not 100%, but he's willing to go out there for the team because this team does have something special. And I, I love what he brings to the team with his athleticism, the effort he brings on the defensive end. I think whenever we have like Lonzo and Caruso back, the idea of like running Lonzo Caruso, IO and uh, Derek Jones jr. And like Patrick Williams as a unit, just the defensive chaos they could bring. Would you, it just, it, it brings me so much joy. I, I hope he sticks around, and I, I think this is a great showcase for him going into, you know, unrestricted free agency. I am so, so, so excited to get Patrick Williams back. I, I know we got um, – we've been getting positive updates on him, and, uh, man, everything, everything is pointing to him coming back this season. Uh, hopefully he can make it back for the last, you know, 10 to, to, to a dozen games. And I we've been, so we've been stoked. on that early. I feel yeah. like, I feel like me and you, we have been one of the earlier, you know, bulls people talking about the fact that Patrick Williams will probably get to play some this season. He, uh, I think he's just going to be such, it's going to be so eye opening when, when he comes back and the bulls are, are actually decent defensively again, which is just, you know me, I'm, I'm all about the defense trace. So, uh, but no, that's going to do it for us guys. But Hey, the All-Star break is coming up. We've got some awesome, awesome content loaded up for you, though. We're not going to take any breaks, no breaks, hashtag no breaks, no days off, whatever you want to use. 
Uh, we're going to give you some grades for the Bulls up through the All-Star break. We're going to give you some guests I'm hoping to line up here. Uh, lots of just good stuff, good things brewing here uh, at Sports Ethos. So stick with us, guys, and you know, listen in because uh, we're going to have about a week or so without any games. So you're going to want to have some Bulls content. We're going to fill that right in your ears, straight to your dome, uh, you know, wherever you want to want to imbibe it. Uh, well, just do it in your ears. I don't think there's any other orifices I want I want Dr. Show to go into. Uh, but hey, quickly before we sign off on that note, we want to also remind you to all use uh, coupon code hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. I'm going to go to sleep, Trey. But uh, I'm signing off. I'm Keith Cork. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP Keith. And Trey, where can the people find you? Listening to podcasts in my ears. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at Final Fight. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good place. So, and follow the show. Until next time. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.